welcome to Reworked, the podcast about our working lives. For many of us, the work we do defines our place in the world. Increasingly, we are looking for meaningful work, which is aligned to our personal values and beliefs. And we want to feel proud and positive about the relationships we build and the services we deliver. The menopause is a natural part of ageing, as a woman's estrogen levels decline. The number of women workers in the UK who are over the age of 50, which is the average age at which menopause is reached, is currently 3.5 million. The menopause can affect women at work in many different ways, but it is very little talked about, and even less often do we find employers who are proactive in supporting women during this time. Which is why I was so excited to hear about the work which Karen Venn and her colleagues at Network Rail have spearheaded. I gave her a call to find out more. Great. Okay. Well, thank you very much for for joining the podcast, uh, Karen from Network Rail. Um, (laughs) Now, I really, I'm really interested to hear about the um, the specifics of what you've been doing at Network Rail around supporting women and managers through, and their managers through the menopause. Um, And um, I think before we go into the detail of what you've been doing, which I know is really innovative practice and um, will be of interest to lots and lots of people listening, can we maybe just, let's go back a step and just start with, um, you know, from from what you know about the subject, how does it impact businesses and and their staff? This issue of this inevitable for women, the menopause at some point in their lives. Yeah, we, I mean, we call it the natural life cycle, which is exactly what it is. It's, it's um, women will uh, experience uh, some symptoms um, in their life. And uh, so I think from, from the, the, the very beginning, we were sort of seeing a bit more, I suppose, in the news uh, about this subject matter. And, uh, I, and when we, I started to sort of look into it a little bit more, it was some of the statistics that were sort of coming out around um, women obviously working longer, uh, women are sort of, um, the sort of pension age has, has risen. So obviously women are having to work longer, economically work longer. And also um, it was about the talent piece, about sort of retaining the talent. So, we, I mean, for us at Network, Network Rail, we sort of keyed it into three different areas, uh, as in safety and well-being, performance and talent and attraction. But if we were to go back and look at um, some of sort of the, the, the data, um, I mean, in the 1900s, the average age expectancy was 59 uh, for women, and the average age that women went through the menopause was 57. And mm-hmm. so now we're in this situation where the average age for women is 83, and the average age for women um, sort of going through the menopause is 51. So if we're working as well to we're sort of 67 and beyond, then obviously um, some of the symptoms that women may experience will impact uh, on, on their working environment or, or them going to work or them in general. Um, so it's a little bit of sort of a, uh, sort of exploring, uh, I would say, from the very start. And then looking at, obviously, for us uh, to network well, what the impact could be on our own women and, and talent. And, and so we've got about six, over six and a half thousand women in Network Brow. And one of the things that I'm currently working on is in, to increase the percentage of women uh, to 20 percent by 2020. Mm-hmm. And we're currently at 17 percent. So um, for me, this very much sits into that place of retaining, retaining our talent, retaining our women. So if we could sort of start to look about how we make awareness, which is what some other organizations were starting to do. And supporting maybe women that may be experiencing some um, very sort of 
some hard symptoms, difficult uh, symptoms, then obviously we then retain our talent. So that was kind of a little bit of, of where we've gone. So the benefits is definitely for us is obviously retaining the talent, but also attracting us people to us as an organisation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. And yeah. do you, um, are there studies, have there been studies you know, generally in the workplace to capture some of the impact of this on, on work? I mean, is it, are we talking... I imagine we're talking, uh, you know, sickness, an absence of leave, um, yeah. stress, yeah, um, engagement levels maybe going down if they don't feel that they're, well, you know, the women don't feel like they're being supported. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, for us, in terms of safety, so, I mean, when we look at some of the symptoms, and, and every woman's different, and that's one of the things that we say that everyone's going to have all of these symptoms that we, we listed in our, in our guide. But what we're saying, things like for safety, and we're a safety-critical company, if you've not slept for, you know, you're sleep-deprived over a number of days, your anxiety might be slightly high, you might be experiencing hot flushes, are mm. you really going to be safe at work? Are you really going to be able to perform at your best? And so for us, it was very much around, you know, um, the sort of safety element of obviously the, the individual, but also their colleagues, if you're on a safety critical role. But um, but also about your own performance. So the performance will, um, it's been shown that women often uh, find they're, ang- they're more anxious, their confidence drops. So whereas someone, I mean, one woman I spoke to in particular said that she was very active and very um, spoken in the boardroom and all of a sudden she struggled to go into yeah. the, that environment and and speak about something that she would would have done easily two or three years ago so I think it was really for us was gathering some of that information and, and I know the um, the government have, have done a, a, a couple of studies as well and I'm just trying to remember the name if I, if I remember it I'll let you know but it's they've done a couple of studies about how organizations start to look at this in the workplace and we're also starting to see some case case law coming out from where um, women have also sort of gone down the tribunal route. Um, not that mm-hmm. many at the moment, but there has been uh, three recent cases that um, are, have been uh, picking up on, on this particular topic. So I think for us, it was very much safety and well-being, performance, great people, great teams, and again the talent and attraction piece. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you've. Um as part of your research around this and obviously you've mentioned having one conversation there did you go out into the business and ask women to talk to you about the menopause because it is we (laughs) talked about a little bit about this in our pre-chat it's it it's almost like the last taboo subject around women's health isn't it and yeah we don't talk about it very much openly so how was it getting how did you go about getting people's views on, on this and their experiences? Yeah, so, I mean, when we set up the project and, and, and my, my colleague, uh, Janet Trous, who also was part of, of this uh, project team, we called it the kitchen table project because very much of it was done at weekends and in the evenings. But what we wanted to do was obviously to see, um, get people's reactions um, to this. As you said, it's a, still a taboo subject. We wanted to dispel some of the myths behind it. It was often seen as a middle-aged woman's uh, symptom there was you, you can you can guarantee the comedian sort of uh comments that would come out about the the like oh you must be feeling menopause or you, we could hear mm. all of those sorts of uh sort of comments from from people so what we did we did a, an everyone guide which we launched during um world menopause awareness day in 2017 and, and we were quite fortunate that the chief medical officer at network rail dr richard peters was also one of our exec sponsors on this 
and we did we we promoted this uh, new everyone guide to menopause uh, on our intranet system and we had a real life story of a, of a woman who was sharing her her situation the symptoms and and what she went through we were inundated with so many positive comments afterwards to say it was really great that you're having this conversation. Again, as you said, it's one of those difficult conversations. How do I approach my line manager? I think I'm going through this. So we, we then went from then to sort of look at focus groups. So we went out across the business to run sort of focus groups to gather some of those more sort of stories and people's views. Mm-hmm. And then um, we was quite fortunate because we linked up with a, a company called Henpicked who had been working with other organisations and they put us in touch with Seven Trent who had done an awful lot of work also around this particular subject. So we went to see them and really learn about what, what they did. And it's very much similar to what we've, what we've gone on to do. And that's that sort of raising awareness piece. Let's just have that conversation. The more we talk about it, the less it becomes an issue. And, and so that's, that was kind of the direction we wanted to go. And so working with um, HR Direct, uh, Network Rail, who support obviously line managers, we were able to upskill them with information, we work with our uh, employee assistant provider, Validium, and we gathered, we gathered their information, but also gave them our information. So it was a real, if we could do, get as many people on board as possible, then we know that we've got that support there if people need it, individuals or line managers. Yeah, great. And is your, um, your guide, your um, Everyone Matters guide, is that publicly available or is that just an internal document that, that- at the that is an internal document. However, okay. the recent document that we've just done, and we've just done a short film with Henpicked, which is a very sort of five or six minute long film, is available and it's on our Safety Central website. And we've made that publicly available mostly so that our, uh, contractors can also have access to it. So again, it's raising awareness, not just for our own employees. And also on that um, page is a, a slide deck that we put together with some facilitated notes. And the idea is that we thought that the short video is a great way to hold a lunch and learn or a safety briefing or a team meeting, six minutes, have the conversation. So we just recently launched that this year, actually last month as part of International uh, Menopause Awareness Day. And uh, we've also just recently featured in Rail Staff magazine to talk about the, the subject matter. So again, it's not just for network Rail, mm. but also letting the transport sector start to think about this as well as uh, something that they might want to look at raising awareness in their organisations. Great. Yeah, I mean, and beyond, yes. you know, to be... You know, I, I haven't <laughs> come across many examples of other companies, you know, taking such a positive, proactive approach as, as you are. So hopefully, you know, this, this will create a, a bit of a snowball effect in, in other industries. Um, and we can definitely link to... So we'll put a link in the episode notes to your... Um, the resources that are available uh, on Network Rail's site. Um, so you talked a little bit just then, Karen, about the manager population and how you're helping them yeah. sort of equip them to have these conversations, or rather, I mean, they aren't going to start the conversation in most cases, but I suppose how they respond to women, you know, coming coming forward and, and, and taking them into their confidence to tell them that they're going through this yeah. um, and how they can best respond. So what did you, how, yeah, what, what steps did you take to, to help to help those managers and and obviously we know that those managers are yeah both both male and female of course in this conversation so definitely yeah. so I mean we sort of um, basically um, gave them a, a, an overview of what the menopause was we also wanted to also say that actually it isn't just women in 
in their sort of mid 40s some women uh, will have menopause a lot earlier maybe due to some cancer treatments and, and so on so it was it really sort of giving them a, an overview of what what is menopause or perimenopause and and all the different um, names often associated with it but we also then gave them some uh, idea of what the sort of symptoms were that um, could uh, affect uh, an individual's emo a woman's emotional or physical health and how differently so things that I've mentioned like poor concentration loss of confidence so all of those things we sort of provided um, with the line managers but we also said that in some cases you could link it to reasonable adjustments as a temporary reasonable adjustment and what could a line manager do to support um, their colleagues as a, as, a, as a reasonable adjustment. And it could be anything as simple as providing a USB fan that connects to your, your uh, laptop or having access to a window, uh, in some cases access to toilets, because we're in the, obviously a, a working environment where if you're out on track, then there is limited facilities available, so knowing where they are. Um, but also things like flexible working and agile working. If you're sleep deprived, it might mean that you may want to come in a little bit later. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one woman um, said to me that she comes in later because of her hot flushes always very first thing in the morning. So mm. she has to kind of get herself slightly cooled down before she then goes and gets the train. So just delaying her morning start by half an hour. That's all she wanted. And, and that just helps her, you know, get herself in a, a better place in the morning before starting her day job. Otherwise, she said, you're running for a train, you're already hot and flustered, and, and then you've got to get to work looking like you've just had a shower. So I, yeah. think, I think it was really sort of those sorts of things about what a manager could do to support, but then also to signpost. Signpost mm. to the, the, uh, the, the um, information that we have, and that could be uh, Validium, as I said, our, our um, employee assistant, uh, provider um, signpost them to maybe uh, other sites that we gave a list of sort of uh, sites where there's various information we also suggested perhaps uh, encouraging them to speak to their doctors or in some case um, OH um, so, so that they may be able to get some um, support that way so really it was just saying these are the sorts of things um, and have a conversation and, and perhaps even share the guide with, with with the person of what they could do so yeah Great, great. Uh, so many good positive <laughs> things that can be done and yes. tips. You know, those are some, lots of those are very small things that, that managers can just, just building their awareness is obviously is, is the first step to yeah. empathising and, and, and being uh, inclusive when, when, they're, when, they're, when they have women in their team who might be going through this. So that's all really great stuff. And one thing I did want to ask you about, because obviously we've touched upon the... Um, the taboo nature of the menopause, yeah. Um, culturally, yeah, culturally sensitive, but also um, handled differently in different cultures. So, what did you find out about that when you were talking to women in, in Network Rail? I think one of the things that that came out, and you're, and you're right, in, in some cultures, um, sort of menopause, like periods, is not really discussed at all in the home and even the, often the women don't often talk to each other as well so one of the things we felt that by uh, in our head office in, in, in uh, Milton Keynes we have a menopause support group so if um, there is a, a woman who perhaps is it as her home environment which is not that open to these sorts of conversation we wanted to make sure that they could all they could often have those conversations with colleagues at work and that's one of the things that's also key for this it's not just for line managers it's perhaps for people that are finding it difficult to have these conversations at home 
so they at least get some sort of support as well. But yeah, that was interesting to find out that actually there is some cultures where it really is not discussed, same as periods are not discussed. And um, so I think for us, it was very much about how we um, support uh, women um, themselves because um, they may not understand they, they're, they're going through the menopause. Mm, and that's mm. that was one thing that one woman did say to me afterwards. I didn't realise I was going through the menopause. So, mm. so I think that's often again, it's just awareness for everyone, really. Wow, it just it's it's so the work you're doing is obviously very very powerful, and it's kind of it's yet another one of those areas that, that employers are now getting, I guess, getting one step closer to people's lives. Yeah, I mean, the, the the line between work and life becomes ever more um blurred doesn't it and Mm -hmm. these things you know a few decades ago we absolutely would not have we would have believed this was definitely not part of the employer's responsibility or even their right to get involved in any of these type of conversations we've obviously moved a long way from that yeah um definitely and i think just just having those conversations people being able to feel that they could have that those conversations with their line manager or colleagues can make such mm. a difference if you feel that if, if especially if your symptoms are so bad and you're feeling such a bad place you know just having someone to talk to and, and what we found with the self-help group uh, they they have they meet up and have sort of coffee and and a catch-up and just someone to talk to and they a couple of them said well i'm trying um, acupuncture so you know sharing some other alternative remedies rather than perhaps mm. hrl uh, hrt and and so on so yeah mm, mm, fantastic um so you're Obviously, your day job is diversity and inclusion project manager for Network yeah. Rail. How does this sit? How does this menopause project sit within diversity and inclusion for you? I mean, I can see from what you're saying how this contributes to creating an inclusive working environment at Network Rail. Yeah. Um, how, yeah. How does it for you? How does that sit sit with with diversity and inclusion? So, I mean, again, it sort of goes back to um, obviously wanting to be an employee of choice and so encouraging women to join um, us as an Mm organisation, wanting to be seen as a a caring organisation, as we said, great teams, great people. And I think, uh, again, um, just sort of if people people tend to check out organizations now when they're applying for jobs and if you was just check something out so this company's got this policy in place it's very supportive but on, on this subject matter and sometimes uh, I, women in, in particular will go actually that that sounds like the kind of company i want to work for so very much in terms of diversity inclusion for me it's about obviously um bringing a wide range of people into into network rail uh widening uh, a, supporting women already within the business so that whole talent piece mm-hmm. um, and um and and progression piece um as some as some women say they got to the point where I, my children are grown up i thought fantastic i can get my career back on track and then my menopause symptoms kicked in mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i was like really <laughs> so, so, so she was she was quite honest about that so i think again it's uh, uh, for me it's about that that we, we want to be an organisation that embraces everyone. And that's kind of where I see it fits in with that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So you mentioned Seven Trent being another company yeah. that are, are sort of spearheading some work in this area. Is there, are there any other organisations that you, you've come across who are? Oh, there's, there's a few, I think. Um, the, the, the police have done quite a bit. Um, I think Metropolitan Police. I think okay. that's because obviously um, women and, and body armour and so uniforms is quite key. Mm. So one of the things we did mention in our uniform policy is making sure the material is, is 
um, okay because I'll provide an additional material. So I believe that they've done some work as well. Um, there is a couple of other organisations. I think some of the banks are starting to look into this as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's, 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 it's starting to, to be a, become a bit of a movement. And I think mm. for us was... We, when we did the focus group, we sort of fleshed up some famous women that have openly spoken about their symptoms. Yeah. So Davina McCall and, and um, Oprah Winfrey. So I think it was almost like, again, if these people can be open about what they're going through, um, then it would encourage other people to perhaps come forward as well. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I actually noticed um, uh, Meg Matthews yes. um, on, on Instagram, uh, a lot of her feed is about about yes. her menopause experience isn't it and the bbc have done quite a few i think articles recently as well as on this subject matter mm. yeah oh, it's it's really really positive to hear, to hear more about what you're doing and i know you've uh, i found out you didn't tell me this karen that you've been nominated <laughs> as one of the top eight champion allies in the 2018 um investing in ethnicity <laughs> awards how exciting yeah it was last week it was it was okay. a real uh, real uh, um surprise so it was to do with some um i i set up the six employee networks uh, network rail and uh, cultural fusion our black asian minority ethnic network put me forward for the work that i did with them in terms of setting up their network so yeah it was a it was a brilliant honor and it was a great night. I didn't win, but I did, I, as you say, it was nice to be uh, shortlisted in, in that top eight. And I did get like a little glass plaque for for, oh. for for being nominated. So that was really nice. But yeah, yeah well, very, very well <laughs> Thank deserved. You. And there's some, yeah, and there's some great names that you're sitting alongside on that list. So it's, yeah, <laughs> yes, fantastic. absolutely. Oh, so um, I suppose as a final question, what uh, you, you've done so much good work. What, what's next, um, either around the Menopause Project or more generally at Network Rail oh, so in yeah. diversity terms? Yeah, so I mean, we're, I mean, I'm continuing with that. Uh, obviously, the 20 by 20 project, so um, that's still ongoing. But I think in terms of well-being, we're starting to look at things like IVF and mm-hmm. miscarriage as another area. So again, um, probably similar to the menopause project, an awareness piece and how we can perhaps support our colleagues who may be undergoing IVF treatment. So I think that might be the next project we might be uh, looking at, and it will sit under a suite of um, sort of. Um, health and well-being uh, topics uh, again yeah. another difficult conversation uh, another um, another topic that I think quite a few people have approached me to see if we could do something on this so I think that's probably will be next and then we'll continue promoting obviously the, the menopause project and get as many people to show the film um, and have that conversation because that's exactly yeah. what we we want people to what we want people to do absolutely i mean yeah that's that's great to hear that you're picking up on those next themes um miscarriage ivf again topics that people uh, or, or challenges in people's lives that people feel like they're kind of often going through on their own and yeah yeah the the, the opportunity for employers to provide a network of, of people who've been through similar experiences is is you know it's 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 a, it's a huge opportunity isn't it to to make to, to make a difference to people's lives yeah. at work and, and beyond work. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's, that's fantastic <laughs> to hear. Well, thank you. It's so interesting. Thank you so much for spending thank a bit you. of time talking me through what you've been doing. Um, okay. We'll link to the video so yeah. everyone can go and watch that. And um, maybe also I can link to your LinkedIn profile so people yeah. know More where to find that. you if they yes. want to. Okay. No problem. Fantastic. Well, we'll stay in touch yes. and um, good luck with the next phase okay. of, of the work that you're doing. Brilliant. Thank um, you. 
Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Rachel. I do hope you've enjoyed this episode of Reworked. The Reworked podcast is a fortnightly programme and it's produced by diversity consultancy EW Group. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a review on the homepage or better still, subscribe and then you can keep up to date with all future episodes. I've been your host, Rachel Wilson, and you can find me on Twitter at RAO Wilson and at the EW Group. Join us next time for more Reworked. <laughs>